0: My Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Hollin' to the Buffs with my Colorado swag My Colorado
1: swag my Welcome Colorado into the DMVR swag. Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs I'm Henry Chisholm and today's gonna be a little bit shorter podcast Um, And here's why So Colorado's women's basketball team is headed to the WNIT. They just missed out on the NCAA tournament. We found out about that last night. Um, the soccer team pulled an upset over, I think, number fourteen USC. They might have been number thirteen, um, and they've, they've, I think that's their second win against a ranked team this season. Uh, so that's exciting, um, and that went down this weekend. But really. That is all that has happened since we last talked. Um, Not a whole lot of news to cover here, but here's the plan. So um, I have some thoughts on this whole like 512 thing. In case you hadn't heard, a lot of people are picking Georgetown to beat Colorado. Um, I I think it's like 45% of ESPN brackets so far have Georgetown over Colorado. Now, you could be thinking of that and, and hearing, well, that's less than half. And yes, it is less than half. But also, this is, at least in theory, the 20th best team versus the 48th best team. Pretty big gap. Pretty big gap. So, that's going on. I have some thoughts on that. Um, And then we're going to close things out by talking about the rest of the Pac-12 teams in the tournament. Seeing kind of who has the best path um, to to make some noise. Uh, And that's the plan for today. Tomorrow, we'll be hearing from Tad Boyle in the morning, and I think at least one or two of the players as well, Um, so we'll be talking about that on the podcast tomorrow, and I believe that Ryan's going to be on that podcast, Um, and so he'll have some thoughts too, and then Thursday, we'll have Ben on, hopefully, and we'll talk more about the tournament, I'm not sure what Friday is going to be, but that'll be the day before the game, so I'm sure there'll be something fun, Um, that's the plan for the week, and... Before we get into it, I want to tell you just a little bit more about the Colorado XO's. So, that's a rugby team right here in Glendale, Colorado. They train at Infinity Park. It's um, also the home of the USA Eagles men's and women's 15s teams. Those are the U.S. national teams. So, what the Colorado XO's are doing is taking athletes from other sports like football and basketball and soccer and teaching them how to play rugby and hopefully turning them into some of the best American rugby players so that they will get onto the U.S. national team, which trains in the same building. Uh, It's a really cool thing that they're doing, and they're in season right now. So make sure that you're following along with DMVR Rugby on Twitter and the DMVR Rugby podcast so that you are up to date on all of the cool things happening here in Colorado in the world of rugby. Okay, so... Uh uh, yeah, Uh, Colorado, a lot of people don't think they're going to get by Georgetown. I I do, and I I have said that before. I think, you know, it's really easy to fill out your bracket and just know that you're going to pick either one or two of these 12 seeds to move on. And when you're doing that, you try to find somebody who you're kind of in love with. Um, and, and it's really easy to say, wow, this Georgetown team, they put the pieces together at the right time. That's one way to look at it. You could look at it as, you know, maybe a little bit easier path through a pretty weak Big East conference than you would expect. Um, all credit to them for everything they did. And it's a really cool story. And if they weren't playing Colorado, I'd absolutely be rooting for them. But when you just look at one team and try to like figure out which of these four 12 seeds is going to win. I think maybe you forget to look at who the five seed is and Colorado. Sure. They lost that last game, but they're playing some good basketball. They had won six games in a row going into that game. And I think that that is something that Buffs fans could remember. Also, they've only lost back-to-back games once this season. I know Ryan firmly believes that, because the last time they lost a game, they won six in a row. It's going to happen again, and they're going to win a national title. I don't know about all that, but I do think that it's pretty crazy how much love Georgetown's getting because they're everywhere. Seriously, like I, I right before I sat down to record this, actually after I'd sat down to record it, but during a thirty-minute update to my computer, um, I was watching ESPN. And they had Jay Billis on to talk about college basketball. They had like three things that they had to pull up on the TV. Um, And the third one was the Georgetown-Colorado game because everybody's talking about it. There's some good and some bad from what Jay Billis said. Um, He said that Colorado is too good for for these numbers to look like this he said that he is absolutely taking colorado um and and he said some positive things about the buffs and mckinley wright and all of that he also said that the buffs were pac 12 champions so so maybe we'll take the rest of it with a grain of salt um that's just kind of the world we live in here is kind of the point of all this um the truth is people see colorado and think huh They aren't usually a five seed. You could see them falling. And sure, yeah, these guys haven't been to the tournament before. But I'm pretty sure the same is true of this Georgetown team, considering what I know about Georgetown in the Big East recently. Um, Again, I think that if you look at those two teams, you have to pick Colorado. Um, There was actually a prediction by, uh, I think it was a CBS Sports article, and they used... Uh, like stat lines computer metrics whatever that hit 15 of 28 of the upsets last year something like that um and their computer model that the nerds are all in love with um or at least the cbs nerds are in love with um they said that colorado is going to really struggle getting by georgetown because of the rebounding which is actually a good point um is it a point that that like we we had to get from a robot maybe not It seems like I could have probably told you that one. But there is that, and the rebounding is going to be very important. But, I mean, I'm not saying there aren't, like, paths to Colorado losing. It's just that there are a lot more to them winning this game. When I look at it, and Jay Bielis basically said the same thing, and we've all been watching Colorado play basketball for months and months and months now, don't, don't lose your mind over this please like because it's only going to get worse people I guess are going to be submitting their brackets on like Thursday at the latest uh, and that's part of the reason why we're going through these Pac-12 teams maybe we can find somebody who's going to make a run Um, but I it's just going to be brutal for a few more days hearing everybody talk about how Georgetown is the team of destiny and all that kind of stuff and I mean, it's true. They did hire one of their former players and people get really excited about that. And you, you know, they're, they're a, a decent basketball team, but I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Like, like Colorado is ripping off wins like nobody's business, except for, except for in that Oregon state game. And I don't know, I guess we haven't talked about like how much you read into that personally. I'm not too worried about it. Oregon state made a bunch of really tough shots. Um, we've heard Deshaun say, you know, we actually didn't listen to any music before the game like we usually do. It's like, well, what were you thinking? Not doing what you always do. So the plan this week, though, is to do what they've always done um, and just be themselves and have fun and not get too worked up about little things during the timeouts and that sort of stuff. And, you know, maybe you look at it and say, well, we just saw them fall apart in the biggest game. And first of all, I'd say, well, they didn't fall apart. They still played a good basketball game, not the basketball game they needed, but it wasn't like they just flopped. And because they're going into another tournament game, I could see why somebody would make the argument that, you know, we just saw what happened in that last game. It's this team isn't built for the tournament, but it's just I mean, come on. They're gonna screw their heads back on straight. Everybody said the same thing. I, we talked to Ken. We talked to Deshaun. We talked to Tad. All three yesterday, or no, Sunday, were saying it's just fine. Like, like we got a little too hyped up. It happens. Now we know that we can't do that. We just have to go play basketball. It really is that simple. And you know, little things like every little mistake everybody was making. They got frustrated. Now you know now you know if you miss a a chance to grab a rebound you miss a layup it sucks but yeah it's kind of over and you still just have to go in the game and i think that they've kind of picked up on that and really it was probably good that they went through that game against oregon state um and learned that about themselves i think that that does put them in a better state going into this ncaa tournament run um I think that pretty much sums it up. Mostly, I'm just kind of fed up with hearing everybody say that Georgetown's going to beat Colorado. That is the really the worst part about getting the five seed. And we talked about it at length at various points throughout the season as we kind of learned where the buffs were going to fall, like somewhere between three and nine. And then it's like somewhere between four and eight. And then it's like, well, probably not four or five and eight, but they probably won't get that eight. And then it's like five to seven. And as you narrow it down, you're like, well, you would really like the three seed because it means you don't face the one in your region until the elite eight. Um, you really like the six seed for the same reason. Um, the five seed has a decent path as well. You have the tough game against the number four in the next round, but you also have to deal with being in the five 12 matchup. And when we're talking about all that stuff during the season, my thought the entire time was what does that really matter like like people are going to pick more 12 seeds to be 5 seeds in the matchup but it doesn't actually mean anything it's not like the number 5 line is actually cursed and you're less likely to win it than if you're a 4 seed it's just, it just it it does it's taxing it's taxing to go through 6 days of this hearing about the 5 12 matchup and everybody's talking about Colorado and Georgetown as a potential upset. It's not people talking about Georgetown as this team that, or or sorry, it's about Colorado as this team that could go on a run, which they absolutely could. And credit to Jay Billis for kind of defending them against all of this that's happening. But I was totally wrong about it not really mattering because you know, everybody sees it, you know, Deshaun sees it and Ken sees it. They're scrolling through Twitter. I, I, I don't know. You know that when we talk to them tomorrow, everybody we talk to is going to be asked. So you're in that five twelve matchup. Everybody's talking about Georgetown. What's it like? You know, are, are you guys able to to block that out? Are you using it as motivation? You know, that question is going to come up with everybody we talk to and it's going to come up early. And to be honest, it is a very good question. Like that is kind of the the big storyline. Underneath everything, not even underneath everything. Like you, you look at these two teams and you say, okay, this game is about you know can, can Kin go be Kin? Um, can you get some good minutes from Evan? Um, good minutes from Dallas? You know you, you go through the basketball conversations, but right after that, it's and what is on everybody's mind? You know, are, are you guys feeling all right hearing all this hype? And hopefully they are. We'll get a little check in tomorrow, but it does suck. It does suck. Being a five seed does suck. I don't know. I guess everybody should be taking Winthrop over Villanova. To me, that seems like like the tw- five twelve thing that everybody should be talking about. Not the other one. Doesn't matter though. Doesn't matter what I think. People have decided that Georgetown is going to upset Colorado. I have a feeling they might be shocked on Saturday. I'll knock on wood because some of you are superstitious. Um. Those are my thoughts there. Like I said, we're going to run through this bracket Um, in terms of the Pac-12 teams. And we'll do it for Colorado, too, because, you know, it's the DMVR Buffs podcast. Um, Even though we've talked about this before, I am uh, interested in the matchups that these teams face. But first, I want to plug a couple of things real quick. First of all, the Seltzers from Brackenridge Brewery. They're called the Good Company Seltzers. They have a bunch of different flavors. And so far, all of them that I've tried or even heard about have been good. You know, I've heard like, like you guys have probably heard Ryan say that he likes the honeydew the best too. But one thing that I've picked up on now that I've had this conversation with like 10 people who I work with, when you say, what's your favorite or what do you think? All that kind of stuff. They'll, they'll say like, my favorites, this, I I like this, I like this. You never hear somebody say stay away from the peach or stay away from the whatever because they're actually all just really good. And I think that that is not always true of seltzers. Sometimes you find some that just taste terrible. Um, that doesn't happen with Breck. All of them have been very good. And I recommend that you try them. You can do that by getting on the Breckenridge Brewery website. Uh, They have a beer locator there and it'll tell you exactly where you can pick up anything you want to try, whether it's the Seltzers or the Avalanche or the Strawberry Sky, whatever. They'll just pop up on a map and you figure out what's close to you and then they'll just say like, oh, this liquor store or this gas station or this grocery store or this Costco or whatever. Um, And then you just do whatever is most convenient. It's an awesome tool, awesome drinks. Check them out. Also, ooh, I just realized... This is going to be a new offer from DraftKings that I have not heard about yet. Um, Let's see. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog, win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Um, turning $4 into $256 is 64 to one odds. Every dollar you bet could turn into $64. You get to take your pick of many select college basketball underdogs. And then again, you just put $4 on them. And it'll turn into 256 if you're right. There's really no better way to test your college basketball knowledge than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And if college basketball isn't for you, don't worry because DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DMVR when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code DMVR to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 all right um so yeah talking about these pac 12 teams in the ncaa tournament and i have pulled up a nice printable march madness bracket um which just takes a little bit longer to load i don't know why it needs to be printable really is i wonder do people still like fill out brackets and turn them in or is that a thing that is totally dead To me, I just assumed it was totally dead because why would anybody want to do that instead of using the internet? But who knows? Um, It's up now. So let's start uh, with the West region. USC, the sixth seed, and Oregon, the seventh seed, two representatives from the Pac-12 in this region. Um, And they will face off in the Sweet 16 if they make it. It's crazy. March just makes you do a totally different kind of math. Like trying to remember this type of stuff is like two wins a sweet 16. That's one that you should just always remember and then work from there. Um, USC though. They're a six seed. They'll take on an 11 seed, which will be either Wichita or Drake. Um, and the that is like the playing game that will be Thursday night. Um People smarter than me have said that Wichita State um, has has a real chance to beat USC. I have not heard the same said about Drake, and having watched just a little bit of Drake basketball, it makes a lot of sense. Um, To me, I think that USC probably wins this matchup either way. The more interesting matchup to me is in the round of 32, um, because... That's where they'll play the winner of Kansas and Eastern Washington. You're probably thinking, so they'll play Kansas. Yeah, probably. And I'm going to be picking Kansas too. But Eastern Washington is a really good basketball team. And it's actually like a really good basketball program. It's not Kentucky or Duke or any of that. It is in the tournament though. Um, But what they've done is won the Big Sky Championship this year were the runner up the two previous years to the Montana Grizzlies. And I think that they could actually give Kentucky a, or sorry, Kansas a, a run here. Um, the reason is, first of all, I, I, I mean, the big guys do to finally win one of these games. Um, but also Jalen Wilson, the forward for Kansas is not traveling with the team is going to miss this first game. They said he might be back um, for the second round game on Monday if Kansas makes it that far, uh, which is kind of big news for USC. But because of the potential for them to not have him even in that game, I'm going to take USC in the upset. I think that Evan Mobley can cause some problems, even for really good teams like Kansas is. Um on top of that, when you when you look at these matchups between, you know, what is this? This is a three seed versus a 14. The big difference you're probably going to see is just in the size. And so for Kansas to lose somebody who's putting up 12 points in the paint and eight rebounds at six foot eight, that's going to be significant. And I'm sure that there's going to be some other guys who can slide in. It's Kansas. They have talented basketball players. But, if they were more talented, they would have already been starting. So, there you go. Um, I do like USC just to make a little bit of a run. here. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. If USC plays a full-strength Kansas, I'm taking Kansas. If USC plays a weakened Kansas, uh, I'll, I'll call it a toss-up, or maybe just edging it toward Kansas still. Um with the possibility for Eastern Washington to pull this first round upset, it's not a huge chance, but it's enough to switch that like barely in Kansas's favor to ah, barely in USC's favor, because I do think that they would beat Eastern Washington. Um, And that's why I I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to put USC in my sweet 16 when I fill out my bracket. But this is one of the conversations that I am going to be having with myself at length. Multiple times over the course of the next couple days before I turn in my official bracket. Um, From there, though, if they did beat Kansas, that's where they would potentially run into Oregon. So, let's uh, switch it up and talk about Oregon. They play VCU in the first round. Tough matchup, but I do like Oregon. Oregon's just a really talented team that I think hasn't you know Tad Boyle always talks about the four seasons? Um, he did it again Sunday. Um, basically, the first season is non conference, second season's conference, third season's conference tournament, fourth season is NCAA tournament. If you make it, um, Oregon they missed a bunch of games during the regular season, they didn't quite have that go the way they wanted because of that. Um, things definitely didn't go the way they wanted in the Pac 12 tournament, and now. I think that even though they did win the regular season Pac-12, that Oregon team has to feel like it has some unfinished business just because of the way that this season went for them. I think that they do want something solid and concrete. And there's no little asterisk that said, well, you won by not playing a couple of these games. And, And just because of the whole situation, I think that this is a really fired up Oregon team. Whereas it could be a VCU team that, isn't, you know, resting on its laurels. Everybody there wants to win and understands what it takes to win. But they've, they haven't been through hell in the way that I feel like Oregon has. Even though it, some things have worked out for them, I guess. Um I do have them losing to Iowa in the second round, though. Um Actually, that VCU upset might be a, a sneaky good pick just because... It's really not going to be worth that many. I I think the odds of you taking VCU over Oregon in that first round and then feeling dumb because Oregon's going on a long run, I think they're probably kind of slim just because you do have Iowa right there. So it might be kind of a sneaky. I'm still taking Oregon, um, but it might be sneaky. Uh, Like I said, I've got Iowa beating Oregon. and I have Iowa beating USC too. Um, That would be in the Sweet 16 or if I have USC there, I might have Kansas there. Um, Iowa, though, so good offensively. Uh, they they play through the big man. Um, they they match up well with USC. Uh, but I guess, I mean, USC kind of matches up well with them. It's going to be a battle in the paint. Um, Evan Mobley going up against Luka Garza would be a whole lot of fun. And I, I, I'm I kind of rooting for that matchup just because I want to see it. Um, I do think that you'd have to take Iowa to win that, though, um, and advance to the Elite 8. Uh, but that is kind of the bottom half of that West region where USC and Oregon both are. Um, if they do make a run in the Elite 8, they would almost definitely hit Gonzaga. I really do think that Gonzaga is going to win this whole thing. But um yeah, uh, uh, if they don't run into Gonzaga, though, the rest of those teams don't scare me for USC. I mean, they have already gotten through Iowa at that point. And after that, does Creighton scare you? Does Virginia scare you? Um, Oklahoma, Missouri, like, yeah. I mean, the, the good basketball teams, but it's the Elite Eight. And that's why you're probably just going to see Gonzaga. Um, let's move along. We'll save Colorado for last. Um to UCLA. Let's start with this playing game. Um Michigan State UCLA is going to be a blast. That's one of the first four matchups. That's Friday night or no, Thursday night, sorry, as well. And I am again fired up. I'm going to take UCLA, but this is just going to be a battle. Um I'm taking UCLA simply because I'm a Pac-12 homer and because this segment of the podcast would be no fun if we just said they're going to lose right here so let's keep looking at this path for them they are in the east region and if they win that playing game they'll be the number 11 seed they would run into number six byu next it's a really tough matchup byu is one of the best rebounding teams in the conference and i think that that would cause some pretty significant problems for ucla now, UCLA, that offense can put up points with just about anybody, so I'm not going to count them out of any of those games just because I think that they have all the pieces that they need to, to make a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 run. Honestly, I feel like them, uh, Oregon, USC, very similar in terms of just the overall strength of that team. Um, Colorado, you'd probably slot right in there too. I'd put them up just a notch ahead based on what we've seen, but maybe that is me being a little bit of a homer there. Um, yeah. Uh, so I would have BYU moving on past either of these teams. Um, if UCLA did make it though, they play the winner of or sorry, Texas and Abilene Christian. I would imagine the winner will be Texas. Um, and, you know, I, I guess they wouldn't have the same size problem against Texas as they would against BYU. Um, there would be other challenges. You know, Texas has almost like they they have really good athletes more than anything. Um, I don't I, I. I might be able to talk myself into taking. UCLA to beat BYU. I doubt it. I definitely don't think I'd talk myself into them beating Texas. They they're just in a kind of tough spot. Um, I mean just for the sake of conversation, UCLA beats Michigan State, then BYU, then Texas. They would finally be in the Sweet 16, where they would play UConn Maryland, Alabama, or Iona. If it's if here's what I'll say, if it's not Bama there, then I'm taking UCLA. If it is Bama, I'm taking Bama. Um and from there, you run to Michigan or maybe see you even in the next, in the Elite Eight. I don't know. UCLA probably isn't going to make it that far. They might not make it out of Thursday night. Um, very tough path there. Um, before we get to Colorado, though, let's get to Oregon State. Um, this is a fun one. They play Tennessee in the five twelve game. Oregon State's the 12. And to be honest, like, you've got to take Tennessee there. Um There's something to being hot in March, which Oregon State absolutely is. There's also something to just being better at basketball. Um, And and the Tennessee team that we saw when Colorado played them maybe skews Buffs fans' perspective. Um, Tennessee was a lot better than Colorado that day. I think Colorado got better throughout the season. I mean, they finished on a six-game winning streak before losing the Pac-12 championship. Uh, and I think that if they were to play again, the game would probably be more competitive. Also, I think that, you know, having the two days' notice that you're playing the game, less than two days' notice that you're playing Tennessee and that you're playing Tennessee across the country, that really knocked Colorado's chances down a notch as well. Um, so. I would caution Buffs fans who have only seen one or two games from Tennessee, including that Colorado game, to, to maybe not think of Tennessee as the team that you saw then. Um, because at that point, weren't they, I think they were top five in the country, were they fifth, seventh in the country, something like that. Um, and right now they're a five seed in the tournament, which puts them about where Colorado is, right around 20. I think that things have leveled out a bit. At the same time, that team still is better than the Oregon State team. Um... Oregon State's hot, though, and maybe you want to put your eggs in that basket. I don't. Um, winner of that, though, will play the winner of Oklahoma State and Liberty. Oklahoma State obviously has Cade Cunningham, um, the the favorite to be the number one overall pick in the next NBA draft. Could he get hot and lead him on a tourney run? Absolutely. Could he put up 30 in a loss? in the Maybe not in the first round. Um, But in the second round, absolutely. Um, I, I do think that Oklahoma State is one of the more beatable four seeds in this tournament. But I will also say that of all the four seeds, they have the player who could just go win the game himself. And it doesn't really matter what you do. And that's what you're dealing with with Oklahoma State. You know, the first question isn't, Uh, How are you going to play against them? It's, how is Cade Cunningham going to play? And then you work from there. And if he's not playing well, then the door is wide, wide open. If he's playing well, I still think that door could be open for a lot of... for Yeah, I'll go with a lot of teams, but not for all teams. Um, You know, Liberty's not going to upset them if Cade Cunningham goes off. And if Cade Cunningham goes off... Oregon State's right on that line of them potentially have a, having a chance, whereas a Tennessee, for example, I think could keep winning. Um, so that's really what Oregon State's looking at. Um, they'd probably have to go through Tennessee and Oklahoma State to get to the Sweet 16. At that point, they run into likely Illinois, but maybe the team of destiny in Loyola, Chicago, Georgia Tech. Um, a lot of the NCAA term, of course, is like, as Tab Boyle said, it's all about matchups. And if, you know, the the one seed and two seed and three seed get knocked out in your region, the door is much more open than if that doesn't happen. So who knows? Maybe something crazy happens and Oregon State beats Tennessee, and then they get to play Liberty to get in the Sweet 16, and then they play Loyola Chicago to get in the Elite Eight. Anything is on the table in March, but I'll say that I'm not picking Oregon State to win any games. Um, Finally, the last... Pac 12 team is Colorado as a five seed in the East region with UCLA, but they're, Colorado's like in the top half of the region. UCLA's in the bottom half, which means they wouldn't play each other until the Elite Eight. Colorado obviously plays Georgetown in the first round. We've talked about that matchup at length. Um, when you look at, you know, Colorado plays Georgetown, uh, USC plays Wichita State or Drake, uh, Oregon plays VCU. Uh, Oregon state plays Tennessee, UCLA plays Michigan state. I like Colorado's draw the best out of any of those, um, could make a case for Wichita state Drake, but I, I wouldn't, I think that Colorado drawing Georgetown is the best out of, um, any of the PAC 12 teams drawn. Now again, it's March and that really doesn't matter all that much. I mean, I guess I did just say matchups or everything, but you gotta go win the game or not win the game. That's what's gonna come down to. From there, though, you play the winner of Florida State and UNC Greensboro. That's the four thirteen game. You gotta figure Florida State gets through. You'd be happy if they don't. Um, a little more length there. I think that maybe one. Of, I think one of the commenters in one of the live shows brought up their six foot six point guard. You have to tweak some things against Florida State, but. I do think that y- y- Colorado has just as good a chance to win that game as Florida State. It's it's a bad ACC conference in the same way that it's a bad Big East conference this year. Colorado just happens to play a Big East team in the first round and ACC team in the second round. Now, again, Florida State's a number four seed. They're a good basketball program. There's just that little chance that maybe they were more of a six seed but because the competition wasn't so good in the ACC, they didn't get exposed. Their flaws didn't get exposed the way that they would in a normal season. Um, I'm taking Colorado. Uh, from there, you would play Michigan or LSU or St. Bonaventure probably, 1, 8, or 9. Um, likely Michigan, and that's probably where I'd have Colorado's run ending is in the Sweet 16 against Michigan. A game they could win. For sure, but I would take Michigan, um, one of the four best teams in the entire country, just because the odds are that they would win. Um, Not a bad path, though. And if Michigan does get upset, um, likely by LSU or St. Bonaventure, likely by LSU, um, then you obviously really like Colorado's path. If, If they don't have to play Michigan in the Sweet 16, The door is open for just about anything. Um, So, yeah. I I guess if you're a Colorado fan, when you go into this conference tournament, you're rooting, obviously, for CU, but you're also rooting for UNC Greensboro to beat Florida State. I think you're rooting for LSU to beat St. Bonaventure. I think you're rooting for Michigan to lose to uh, the 16 seed, which is a playing game between Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's. That maybe don't waste too much energy on, but... If, if you can start to get just a couple of upsets in this East region, that's when you see a very wide-open path for Colorado. Um, other teams you want to see lose, obviously. I mean, more than anything, you just want upsets in the East region. And if those upsets are against Florida State or Michigan, then you're absolutely thrilled. Um, Yeah, I, I think that that pretty much does it. A little bit shorter podcast today, but I will be back Hopefully with Ryan tomorrow after speaking with Tad and a couple of the players. And we'll get some thoughts on what they saw from uh, Georgetown. I'm also finally going to get a chance to go back and watch some Georgetown games tonight. Uh, It's been kind of a busy couple of days with everything going on. But I'm excited to dig into that. So I'll have some notes on Georgetown. Ryan's going to have whatever Ryan has. I'm going to have some notes from Tad and likely Kin and who knows who else. Should be fun, and then we'll uh keep moving forward until the buffs play Saturday morning, ten fifteen AM. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I think
0: they like my Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when no minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holland the books with my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I- like I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag My Colorado swag Might not swear I think they like my Colorado swag My Colorado swag yeah. Is pushing 180 80. Speed and pad competence see you later baby, baby. Colorado yeah. on me with soldiers like the Navy yeah. And voters where we stationed patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field it's so hard to behave yeah. I'm Colorado swagging As the crowd do the wave Looking to my eyes I can tell that you afraid, uh-huh. cause you know we finna Get hit ya, hit ya, hit ya. Hit ya. Hey, hey, You hey. on your own now, why you watching the official? Sure. You just better, hope you make it to the next oh, whistle <laughs> like my Colorado Sway, cause when a minute in play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when i minute in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway.